This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads at our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. A very good afternoon, everyone. When we come to look at the promise that God made in Eden, which we will do in a short time after our introduction, we'll see that it involves a purpose with the whole earth. It's, a, it's an international promise, and that's what I hope we'll, we'll see. I'd just like us to look at, I've got three verses which describe what the purpose of God is as declared in God's word, the Bible. And it's three really very enlightening and wonderful verses here which describe what God's purpose with, with the earth is. First one is in Numbers chapter 14 and verse 21. And God says there, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. So that there is the the Lord God himself declaring to us through the pages of his word what his purpose is and it's to fill the earth with his glory and he says he says there it's as truly as I live so it's a promise that we can we can rely on God says as truly as I live I'm going to bring this about and thinking about filling the earth with God's glory it's, it's talking about filling the earth with with the principles that God, God's created everything and God wants the earth to honour and respect him and, and to follow his, his ways as we'll see as we go through our thoughts this afternoon. Another verse, Isaiah chapter 45, perhaps just telling us a little bit more, tells us that the earth is, is to be inhabit, inhabited not and it, the earth isn't just a stepping stone to a better existence we could say the earth, God's created the earth for a purpose and it says in Isaiah 45 there for thus saith the Lord that created the heavens God himself that formed the earth and made it he hath established it he created it not in vain he formed it to be inhabited I am the Lord and there is none else and so God has created the earth for a purpose he's created it to be inhabited and perhaps this next verse helps us to understand that God who God has created the earth to be inhabited by we could say Psalm, Psalm 115 verse 16 says the heaven even the heavens are the Lord's but the earth hath he given to the children of men so there we get an indication that God's purpose is, involves men and women so there, there we've got in those three verses, um, in a nutshell, what God's purpose is, which he's promised that he will bring about as truly as he lives, as we looked at in that, in that verse in Numbers chapter 14, verse 21. Well, we could rightly say, if we just looked at the world which we live in today, we could say, well, what's gone wrong with the purpose of God? How, and, and also ask the question, well, how will, the, how will this purpose be fulfilled? Well, if we, if we just turn back to the book of Genesis and just have a look at the beginning of creation and we, we can see what went wrong. In, in the book of Genesis, 
we can read of the disobedience of Adam and, and sin and death which then became part of God's creation I just like to think well what difference does does has did the sin of Adam and Eve make we could we could almost think well could God have just pushed it under the carpet and just carried on I don't know that's the way maybe sometimes we might think but I just like us to think for a few moments what the difference that sin made it was a massive rift between God and man that came about in in through the sin that man committed and just looking at Genesis chapter 1 to begin with just see what God says about his creation in his in his word because everything that God said God said and it was done God through his power created the heavens and the earth in six days but it's interesting right from verse 3 says God said let there be light and there was light and then verse 6 again God said and and what what his will was done and then verse 9 and God said let the waters under the heaven be gathered together so we get we get the the what's being what we're being told here that everything that God said it was performed in his creation verse 11 again the same the same thing and God said let the earth bring forth grass so all the way through again verse 14 God said verse 20 verse 24 God said and it was done verse 26 God said and it was done so that shows to us that everything was done according to God's will there was nothing no no contradiction to what God wanted to happen in in his creation and also God declared on each of the days apart from one of the days God said that everything that which he created was good and verse 31 of Genesis chapter verse 31 of Genesis chapter 1 says God saw everything that he had made and behold it was very good and the evening and the morning were the sixth day so there we've got the idea we've got a creation totally in harmony with with what God wanted God had created everything everything was done according to his will in verse 27 the pinnacle we could say of God's creation well the creation of the man and the woman verse 27 first of all says God created chapter 1 says God created man in his own image in the image of God created he him male and female created he them and so man and woman were created capable of giving glory to God as we read through in chapter 2 verse 7 says there that and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils a breath of life and man became a, a, a living soul and in verse 21 of Genesis 2 we've got the wonderful creation of woman created out of the, the side of man and then verse 15 and 17 we have the commandment to the man and the woman everything was done according to the will of God and verse 15 to 7 sorry verse 15 to 17 of chapter 2 says the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it and the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it for in the day that thou eatest thereof 
thou shalt surely die and there the, the man is given the man and man is given a commandment and there we see that god gives the man free will and the man has the option whether to serve god or he could eat of all all of the tree all of the fruit of the trees of the garden apart from one tree the the tree of knowledge of of good and evil and we know we know from the record that that man that disobeyed god and took of the tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil but nevertheless up to this point before the disobedience of man all was done to the will of god god said and it was done and all was dis- declared very good in in the sight of god and so that when we come to consider that man disobeyed the word of god and as god promised death came upon the man because of the disobedience i just find that helpful to think of that we've got the creation the the creation which god made and everything was done according to his will but as soon as man sinned against god that was contrary to to what god had wanted and for the first time there was something in the earth which was contrary to the will of god there was a different authority there man's authority had come into the world they man had adam had decided to go against the will of god so we can see there thinking about that how the creation of god was marred because of this and we learn in genesis chapter 3 the chapter we read that it was through the serpent the beast of the field who falsely put forward the idea to the woman that that thou shalt not that thou shalt not surely die if you take of the fruit of the tree and we remember that the serpent is described as a beast of the field it's a create one of the creation which god made which was declared good but nevertheless this this idea was put forward and adam and adam and eve took of of the fruit and the punishment that god had promised came upon them that they would become dying creatures so that's a brief look at uh, genesis but what was the consequences of sin just put up a few romans chapter 5 don't need to turn to that put it up on the screen but the consequences of sin was that man became a dying mortal creature subject to sin and death and and their descendants you and me and all the descendants that followed likewise became subject to sin and death and it says in romans wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men that all have sinned romans chapter 6 verse 23 again explains this it says for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord and there it says the wages of sin it is death something which we all deserve through the outworking of our lives then 1 Corinthians 15 again verse 22 says for as in Adam all die even so in Christ shall all be made alive and we've got the consequences of sin there and in the last two verses there we've got the really what's described what we can say is the hope of life hope of escape from sin and death through the Lord Jesus Christ which we will take a look at as well and just thinking on things from from the lord god's point of view just think 
how we go about things. If we if we if we ever get involved with making something, we've looked at what God created. But think about if we make something and it goes wrong and we're not happy with it, we quite justifiably we may think might just decide to throw it away and start again and and so when we think of the lord god the lord god could have justifiably done that he could have just started again but but it was always in god's plan god god had a plan to of deliverance for sinful men and women to 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 have a plan to say to to save men and women from sin and death that those who turn to God in truth and sincerity can be saved from sin and death and have a place in God's kingdom and share in God's purpose in the earth as we've looked at to be populated by people who will glorify God. And so with that background here in in the Garden of Eden as we'll look at now we, we have a wonderful promise of deliverance a ray of hope right at the beginning of creation at the at the time when the man and the woman disobeyed God we have a plan described by God in this promise in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15 of how God would bring deliverance for man and for men and women which involves bringing about a world which will be filled with his glory so we'll, we'll look at we'll just read Genesis chapter 3 And verse 15, and this is a promise really. I just want to consider for a few moments really. Genesis 3 verse 15. And it, it is a wonderful promise when we just think of what we're being told here. And this is God speaking to the woman and the serpent after, after the sin had taken place. And, and the judgments of God had been passed. But Genesis 3 verse 15 says, I will put enmity between thee and the serpent and the woman and between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel so we might have to think a little bit when if that's the first time we read that promise but just think what does that promise mean because it's got real significance in and, and it's to do with the purpose of god deliverance from sin and death and central to the purpose of God well just thinking about the literal meaning just thinking it's speaking about the serpent and the woman and the serpent seed and the woman seed just very straightforward the literal perhaps what we could call a literal interpretations we, we know that serpents can be deadly to humans that they, they can cause they can cause death at some time they, and that that's perhaps simply thinking about it on on natural terms but but we when we consider the scriptures we know that this promise is speaking of a victory over sin by one of eve's descendants the seed of the woman that's what this promise is speaking about the seed of the woman the promise says will bruise the head of the serpent i.e it would give it a fatal blow which it wouldn't recover from but in doing so would receive a temporary blow not not a fatal blow would be bruised the serpent a beast of the field because of the part it played in adam and eve's transgression became a symbol of sin as it is throughout 
throughout the Bible and we'll look at one or two passages but think of the serpent becoming a symbol of sin and so this promise in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 it's a promise that speaks of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ the seed of the woman whose mission was to defeat to defeat, defeat sin to, to, to give a fatal blow to sin but in, in overcoming sin would receive a temporary blow on the heel would be bruised and when we consider the work of the Lord Jesus Christ that's exactly what happened and I've just got a few verses to put up on the screen here sorry that should have gone up first of all that's the promise Genesis 3 verse 15 but just a few verses that, which speak in very similar language to of the Lord Jesus Christ as being bruised and the mission which he had Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 think about, about the Lord Jesus Christ as being the seed of the woman being born not in the natural way but was born born through the power of God and it says Isaiah 7 verse 14 there therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 and this is the words of the Lord of the angel to to Joseph say but while he thought on these things behold the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream saying Joseph thou son of David fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins and this was the the mission of the Lord Jesus Christ to save his people from their sins and Jesus was to be a man Galatians 4 verse 4 says but when the fullness of time was come come God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law again we see the seed of the woman there that he was made of a woman made under the law to redeem them which were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons so when we consider scripture we see Jesus as the seed of the woman and thinking about the promise and the way that that promise was fulfilled in Genesis 3 verse 15 Jesus gained when we think of the mission of, of Jesus Jesus gained a victory over sin and then the process in the process of this by the death and on the cross he was bruised in the heel in the language of the promise I hope I've got this uh, next slide right from memory I've not marked it yes so that's another passage just interesting to, for us to consider in context of the promise in, in the bruising which is mentioned in the promise it says of Jesus but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed and so the Lord Jesus Christ gained an actual victory over sin and death and that's the kernel of the meaning of this promise the Lord Jesus Christ had our sinful mortal nature Romans 8 verse 3 says for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin 
condemns sin in the flesh. And the Lord Jesus Christ was tempted in all points like as we are. And this is to do with his victory. Hebrews 4 verse 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so the Lord Jesus Christ had our nature he was a son of God but he was a man he had our sinful mortal nature he was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin and when we think of Jesus he repelled sin throughout all his life he was tempted in in all points as we are but he never succumbed to temptation he didn't sin against God and then through his death he gained a complete victory voluntarily submitting to death he gained, gained a complete victory over sin and death and was raised from the dead. He received that temporary blow, but he, he, he made that fatal blow in defeating sin and death. So that, that really is to do with the promise in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. Just a verse for us to consider in John chapter 3 and verse 14 says there and as Moses lifted up the serpent similar language to what we've been looking at in the promises Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have ever sorry have eternal life and it's interesting there we, we won't have time to turn to that we can look back in the Old Testament but it says just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up and back in the book of Numbers we can read of this, this incident and we, I'll just recount it to you basically the children of Israel in the wilderness disobeyed the Lord God and God sent fiery serpents amongst them and they called out to God for deliverance because these serpents were biting them and there were fiery serpents and they, unless they, they were dying there were fatal poisonous snakes that were biting them so God provided this way of escape he, he told Moses to make a, a brass serpent and to put it on a pole and if, they, if the children of Israel had the faith to, to go and look on this serpent on the pole that 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 was the method by which God would bring deliverance from this fatal blow and you can imagine that some in the camp would think well why should I you know this isn't going to work maybe you could possibly that's how some would think but but they would have to have faith in what God had provided for deliverance and make the effort to go to wherever this pole probably at the center of the camp wherever this serpent on the pole this brass serpent was to bring de deliverance and it's it's interesting just to think about the the way that Jesus did bring deliverance from sin and death because it says just in the same way as the serpent was raised up even so must the son of man be lifted up and what interestingly what they looked upon which in faith in the wilderness to save was a brass serpent which was the figure of exactly 
what was causing them to, to be killed. So that meant that it, it reminds us of, of, the, of the Lord Jesus Christ who had our sinful dying nature but put it to death and was raised up. So Jesus defeated temptation, defeated sin, sin, sinful nature and, and, and provided a way of, of escape from sin and death. And perhaps it's described in that verse, Romans chapter 8, verse 3. It says, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak, weak through the flesh, God sending his Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. And so, Jesus provided a way of escape from sin and death, just as in, in, a, in a much lesser way that the children of Israel received a temporary reprieve from dying because of the, the, the brass showing faith in what God had provided in, in the wilderness. So I'd just like us to conclude by bringing these things closer to home because we ask the, ask the question, how can we share in this victory just as the children of Israel in the wilderness could share in the salvation from being bitten by these fiery serpents how can we share in the much greater victory of the Lord Jesus Christ who brought salvation from sin and death first of all we have to recognize that we are sinful and dying if the children of Israel in the wilderness were bitten by the snake and thought well this, I'm not going to die from this. You know, I'm not, I don't need redemption. They have to, they had to have recognized their their plight that they were in desperate need of salvation, of of being saved from from what they were suffering from. And so it is with us. We need we need to have that understanding that we are sinful, dying dying creatures, need deliverance from sin. And death that we might have a place in, in, in God's kingdom. Just a passage for us to turn to, Galatians chapter 3. How we can. So, first of all, we've got to see the need for a remedy. We've got to see that we are suffering, that we are sinful, dying, mortal creatures, but God provides a way of escape. And Galatians chapter 3 perhaps helps us to. And Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26. And again we see that it's through showing faith in what God has provided. Verse 25 says, But after that faith has come we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ... There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. So we see there that it's through faith in Christ Jesus, it's through coming to an understanding of what, what Jesus has achieved through through his life and, and what, what God has provided through the Lord Jesus Christ and having 
faith coming to an understanding of the truth and an understanding that we need to repent and to be baptized and and to respond to what God has promised if we turn to our final reference in 1st Corinthians chapter 15 again it shows us the way and this is just an outline really of what we must do but nevertheless this shows to us how, how we respond how we can be recipients of the mercy of God which God has provided a way of escape from, from sin and death 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 22 it says for as in Adam all die even so in Christ shall all be made alive so that, that's one of the things I'd just like us to think about and to, to take away as well that how, how can we be recipients of the mercy of God well it's, it says in verse 22 as in Adam all die and all of us are in Adam all of us are dying sinful creatures we don't have to do anything to, to you know we all are naturally in Adam but the way of escape from sin and death it says in Christ shall all be made alive so we have to become in Christ and to become in Christ is what we looked at in Galatians chapter 3 it's coming to an understanding of the truth repenting and being baptized and then striving in our lives to live according to to the ways of God put put that which are which are there in in his word so that's how we become in Christ by being baptized into his name after we have come to an understanding of our need and of God's truth and and repentance so the way that we can we can be recipients of God's mercy is be as 1 Corinthians 15 says is becoming in Christ and verse 23 shows the blessings really then verse 23 of being in Christ it says but every man in his own order Christ the first fruits this is talking about the resurrection of Jesus but that he's the first fruits afterward they that are Christ at his coming so those who are in Christ have the hope of being raised from the dead at the return of the Lord Jesus Christ and verse 25 of this chapter shows the purpose of God that God is sending his son back to the earth to reign on the earth and to set up an everlasting kingdom which will bring about a world which will be filled with his glory and verse 25 the culmination of this says for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death so there we've had a look at God's promise in the garden of Eden thoughts about the purpose of God with the earth which he has created and we we earnestly pray that each of us will seek out the truth which is contained in God's word that we'll then understand that we are in need that we need that remedy which God provides in his word and that we repent and are baptized and then seek to continually follow God in, in our lives and that by God's grace we will have a place in God's everlasting kingdom when God will fulfill that promise which he promised that he will fill the earth with his glory. We hope you enjoyed that talk. 
For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirtchristadelphians.org.uk. Thank you.